It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Okay, how's everyone feeling with the time change? Good, bad, I, I feel like as moms, time change really can impact your kids and in particular, their sleep. So today's episode is all about helping you navigate the time change transition with your kids and sleep. This is how important I think this issue is. I'm going to dedicate the next four segments to helping uh, moms and dads to get their kids to sleep uh, during this time change transition. So joining me now, Marietta Paxson. She is a sleep expert, we'll call her, with Little Dreamers. Marietta, thanks for joining me. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Happy time change. Is this like um, when you excel in your world is when people need the most help? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a sleep problem that you know is coming. So <laughs> it's nice to be able to help people before the problem starts. So, so here we are. <laughs> okay. So if we've gotten to this point and we haven't addressed the sleep, are we, are we out of luck or what, what usually happens this time of year when we gain an hour of sleep by falling back? Yeah, no, no one is out of luck. As I say, no matter what sleep issue you're dealing with, there's always room for improvement or there's always ways to improve. So don't worry. We'll talk about lots of stuff and see if we can get helping. But typically this is, as adults, this is our favorite time change because we get an hour of sleep. So it feels really good to us unless you have children. And then it feels like crap because now instead of your child waking at seven there, they woke up at six. So even though you're still getting the same amount of sleep, it feels, <laughs> it feels like you're losing an hour really is how this time change feels for us. So having kids totally flip-flops this one. And, and if you are struggling with an early riser right now, ouch, because say they're normally waking up at 5.30. Well, with this time change, they will now be waking up at 4.30. Right. And 530 sounds awful, but 430 sounds like you've got to be kidding me. Right. And I know there are parents out there that are struggling with this. Um, so that's usually in the morning with that, you know, the child starts waking earlier. That's usually the biggest uh, problem that we have from this time change. And parents are scrambling to say, OK, how do I get my, my child to sleep in? How can I get them to sleep in longer? And if you're familiar with my work, if you follow me on Instagram or hear me talk about children, babies, and their sleep, something that I'm always saying is we can't like fix the morning wake up time. That is pretty much like that, that the child will naturally wake when they're ready to wake up in the morning. Um, and so this might stress people out because now we have a time change. How do we influence that or adjust that? And so we are going to dive into that because no, you're not left with no tools or no help with that early morning wake up. We want the children to adjust back to their normal wake up time. Um, and there are ways to do that, but it is a lot trickier, a lot harder to do. Okay, let's dive into it because does it depend obviously on the age and stage of your children? We're sort of talking about, I would assume we're talking about like babies through, you know, 
three to four to five years old, just like the little kids, right? And their sleep. That's sort of the subset we're talking about now. Obviously, there might be different things for, um, you know, the younger the elementary school kids, the teens. Obviously, there are all those groups. But for the little kids who depend so much on the, the system, the schedule, the routine of when they sleep and what times they sleep, this can really impact them. Yeah, and the reason why most of my questions tend to focus on you know, babies and toddlers in those first three to four years is because they are the most sensitive sleepers. So they're the ones who can get overtired and thrown off and you can wind up with a whole truckload of problems from just this one hour time change. As we get older, so when you think about elementary age children, you know, high school children, even adults, we tend to fluctuate in our sleep and we can often rebound and get back on track fairly easily. Now, if you're an adult or a teenager struggling with sleep, then being more consistent in your sleep, meaning the time that you go to bed and the time that you wake up is going to be really important to you. And consequently, this time change might throw you out of whack a little bit longer. So these principles can apply to adults elementary teenagers, anyone, but they're not likely to be quite as sensitive as the ones that we're going to be talking about today, for sure. Okay, very good. So uh, what does this look like practically? If I have a a kid who, well, I'll just use my own kid as an example, because it's my show and I can do that. So (laughs) I have a two-year-old, he'll be two in December. He takes one nap a day, naps from about one-ish to three-ish. Sometimes it's more like two-ish to 4.30-ish, just depends those naps are kind of creeping, but um, I remember the time change really messed him up last time around, and it took us a few days to get back on track. He really struggled, and I can't even remember what the problem was, to be honest, but um, if he starts, is he going to start waking up earlier and then refusing that nap? Do I need to put him down earlier for the nap? What What do I do here? Okay, so first of all, I like to focus on, now we're a little late for this, so I'm going to bring this up and I'm, and I'm not here to say, oh, we didn't plan well, or we didn't do it right, but understanding your child and where they're at is going to help us know how to respond. So I want you to just think about your own child, you know, prior to today, the time change, right? Because today it's already out of whack, but yesterday, you know, this last week, how well rested was your child? So these are things that I look at to see how well rested my child was. I look at um, their mood in the morning. How did they wake up? Were they in a fairly good mood first thing in the morning? Now I realize, especially for two-year-olds, <laughs> that can all go south at any moment because that's their life. And I get that. But generally you have an idea as a mom, like, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're happy when they wake up. They should be happy when they're, when they wake up. They just had a full night of sleep. You know, we're going to, we're going to, be happy. We're going to get some food. That's going to make them even happier. You should have a, you know, amount of time in the morning where they're kind of pretty happy. And then, you know, life happens and tantrums and all that. And I get that. But did they wake up happy? Um, are they taking good naps? Um, you know, age appropriate naps. And obviously, you know, that changes from, you know, two weeks up to, you know, four years, what's appropriate for them. I look at how easily they can fall asleep. an overtired child will struggle to fall asleep. Maybe you'll have more tantrums. Maybe they'll get really hyper. Maybe they'll just resist sleep, delay it. Those things can be a sign of overtiredness. Again, I'm I'm using all of this to decide not not just one is going to tell me the child's overtired, but a combination. Another sign of overtiredness is waking up frequently at night. 
So if I have a child who, you know, maybe we have a late night for Halloween and then that night they woke up two or three times, that's going to tell me, wow, they're already overtired. So, you know, from our late night on Halloween. So what am I going to do today to help them? And pushing them, we'll talk about what I mean by that, for the time change, it may not be the best day because they just had a really late night and they're telling you with their wake-ups that they, they're not ready to be pushed. They need more help or what I call honoring their sleep. We need to honor their sleep, make that a, a bigger priority. So that's my first question for you is just how well rested is your child? And, you know, if I am, <laughs> I laugh because no one's going to be this. If I was the perfect parent who prioritized all the right things that I'm walking into today with the 100% well-rested child and I can just easily make this transition, right? We're probably not there, especially following Halloween. My, my bet is that most of our children had a late night on Halloween and we might've even justified that with the time change by saying, oh, it's, you know, we're going to get an extra hour of sleep. So it'll be fine. But guess what? Your child probably didn't get an extra hour of sleep. You know, they probably woke up at their normal, like biological time or even earlier because of the late night. So that's something to consider first in how we're going to respond. Yeah. So important. Marietta Paxson is a baby sleep expert with Little Dreamers. You can find her at littledreamers.us. We'll take a break. We're going to dive more into how to adjust to the time change with your kids sleep when we come back on The Mom Show. You've joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into The Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz talking about how to get your kids to sleep because I don't know about you, but I love my kids a little bit more when they're asleep. So <laughs> we're going to talk about sleep today in terms of the time change. The time change this time of year and the falling back can, even though we get an extra hour of sleep, can really mess up kids' sleep schedule. And so I brought in an expert today to help us uh, with our kids' sleeping situation. So Marietta Paxson is with Little Dreamers. LittleDreamers.us is where you can find her. Marietta, at the end of the last segment, we were talking about how, um, you know, theoretically in a perfect world, we're all perfect moms, right? We would have a well-rested child today who can then adjust to us pushing this this type of schedule. But I don't know about you, I'm not the perfect mother. And so I probably have kids that are overtired, uh, Halloween late nights, right? stuff like that. So what do you recommend for people as they're trying to adjust to this time change if their kid wakes up super early now because it's an hour earlier? What do do they do? Okay, so if you had a late night last night, you know that your child's overtired. Honestly, this day of the time change and, you know, it's a Sunday, so hopefully your schedules are a little bit more flexible. I I would pretend like the time change has not happened. Okay, so If my child normally wakes at seven, but they woke up at six, okay, and normally they go down and, you know, let's pretend, you know, it's your two-year-old again. Normally they go down for their nap at one. Well, today I'm going to put them down at 12 for their nap because that's what their body is used to. And my goal for this day is just to get my child back on track so that I can push them a little bit. Well, and, and that brings up your point of you're kind of counting those awake windows. And this is the biggest thing I learned about sleep from you and others that I follow. You're counting the time that they're awake 
in between the times they sleep. And and for different age of children, there's an appropriate awake window, right? And so my two-year-old can only be awake for four to five hours at a time. Otherwise, he gets overtired. And that's when they don't sleep, when they're overtired. Yeah, exactly. So if you have a five-month-old, you know, they might wake up at seven normally and take a nap at 8.30. And so with this time change, they're going to wake up at six and you're going to put them down at 7.30. And everything, it's going to feel earlier because the clock says says it's earlier, but we're really just following the normal routine. And on our goal here, again, is to just get them well rested so that we can push them and get them to adjust to the time change. Now, you know, if you already have my guide, I, I offer a free guide. You're welcome to it. Um, if you already have my guide, you might have been like prepping this throughout the week already, right? Like, okay, we're going to get them well rested. And you might've made the first adjustment or step towards the change prior to today. You might not, you know, wherever you're starting, it doesn't matter when, as long as, you know, you're moving towards that because it's going to work. You might even be in a place where you're thinking we've already adjusted, right? Like maybe our, our nights were getting later and our mornings were getting later and we're thinking, okay, how do we stay where we're at? And I have tips for that as well. So, so yes, let me jump back now and say, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're, if your child's overtired, let's just get them back on track. But then what, what's the next step? And that's what I want to talk about. Now, if you feel like your child's there, you're going to start that today, or you can start it tomorrow or in two days or whenever you feel like your child can handle being pushed a little bit. That's where, when you're going to, when you're going to start it. I mentioned in the last segment that we can't really influence that morning wake up too much, right? Your child's going to wake up in the morning when they wake up. What we can do is influence how we respond to that child in the morning. And we know that delayed gratification or ignoring um, unwanted behavior diminishes it. So one of the first steps that you can do is when when your child baby wakes up in the morning, you know, an hour earlier than normal, by the clock, right? They're waking up at six instead of seven. You can delay that pickup up to an hour. That'd be great, you know, to be able to say, I'm going to pick you up when, you know, when it's actually time to time our normal time to get up. But, you know, if if your child's overtired or you, you know your child, you know if an hour is possible or 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I mean, whatever you're going to do, but just working towards that normal morning wake up, that's going to be kind of like step one. Well, I start to feel anxiety that I'm just leaving him in there crying alone. Like I start to feel that. So I go get him. <laughs> Which, hello, we all do, right? And that's why I say like, sure, if you can do an hour, great. Like, so we just transitioned to one nap and I'm trying to lengthen out my son's nap. So I'm using this technique af- after his nap. Here's the thing. He's like happy in there for 40 minutes. So there's no way I'm going in there before 40 minutes, right? Because he's just in there kind of happy laying around. And then around 40 minutes, like today, he's like, okay, I'm done with this. Mom, come get me. And then he starts to get a little fussy. And so that's when it pushes me. And I'm going to say, okay, I want to go get you. It's uncomfortable to listen to this. Of course, I want to go get you. I know you're in a safe place. And now I'm going to push us. I'm going to push us however long, you know, we can handle. I usually say at least 15 minutes. Okay. I'm going to push us at least 15 minutes. Um, but again, if you can push further, then do that. So I totally get it. Push you, push him just a little bit, but yeah, we don't have to go crazy. If he's in there screaming, like I get it. 
I get it. <laughs> I'm just like every other mom out there. We're talking with Marietta Paxson. She is a baby sleep expert with Little Dreamers. Her website is littledreamers.us. You can get a free guide to helping your kids sleep um, at her website. We'll take a break. More with Marietta and how to deal with the time change with your kids' sleep when we come back. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. I'm today with a baby sleep expert because the time changed, you guys. So it's going to start getting darker way earlier. And yeah, we gained an hour of sleep. But for our kids' schedule, that actually is just rough. It can be really rough on them. So if you have toddlers and babies and you're working on their sleep, this episode is really for you. But obviously sleep principles can apply in a lot of cases to older kids, teens, and even adults too. So joining me now, Marietta Paxson. She is a baby sleep expert. Her website, littledreamers.us. Marietta, happy time change. Yes, thank you. Is this like your Super Bowl? This is when you... (laughs) You thrive. That, I suppose. I mean, I dread it just as much as any other mom, but it's nice. I mean, knowledge is power. So it is like a little bit nice. Like, okay, I know, I know we'll get through this. It won't be bad forever. Yeah. And you've helped me personally with my own kids sleep and you help hundreds of moms out there uh, get their kids to sleep. And that is so important to functioning. So, um, okay. So I'd invite you to podcast wherever you podcast the last two segments of this. Marietta's given us some good foundation for what to do when the time changes. Namely, you say, um, have a well-rested kid up until this point. If that, you know, if that didn't happen, that's okay. And we'll go from here. But um and then on top of that you say the morning wake up time is probably going to shift earlier and it's kind of hard to change that right right so all we do in the morning is kind of delay the start of our day as long as you can and then this is really the first step I guess in getting the schedule to actually shift later so assuming you've done those two things if your child's taking naps or not taking naps. Essentially, you're going to go to the next sleep cycle, whether that's a nap or bedtime. And this is where you have some choices to make, depending on how sensitive your child is to sleep or sleep needs or getting pushed or any of that, right? So if I have a really sensitive sleeper, when I get to that next sleep cycle, and I'll just mention this as well, typically the younger the child, the more sensitive they are. So this is a better approach for younger kids. And as they get older, you can push them a little bit more. So a sensitive sleeper, I'm going to get to that next nap and I'm going to just shift it 15 minutes later. Okay. So if I usually put my child down at one o'clock for their nap, I'm going to shift that by 15 minutes and do one fifteen. And the idea here is that we're just shifting the schedule by 15 minutes. Ideally, your child would fall asleep 15 minutes later and still take that two-hour nap that they normally take. So they'd wake up at 3.15. And then naturally, bedtime shifts 15 minutes later, right? You only do one 15-minute shift. But in so doing, it shifts the rest of the schedule for the day. So then at bedtime, let's say normally your, your child goes down at 7. 
because of that 15 minute shift, we're doing a 7.15 bedtime, right? And ideally that will help the child to sleep in um, 15 minutes longer, okay? Now I am going by, it's so confusing because right now I'm telling you like the times that your child was sleeping, right? So that one o'clock nap, if I'm only shifting it by 15 minutes, it's not going to be one o'clock. It's going to be at 12, right? I'm shifting it by 15 minutes. So it'll be 12, 15. So it's going to feel 45 minutes early. But again, I'm going by the child's like biological time when they're used to sleeping. I'm, I'm shifting that by 15 minutes. Okay, wait, so are you saying that if, so I have a two-year-old, he normally wakes up about 8.30, goes down around 1. Are you saying if he, even if he wakes up at 8.30, should I still put him down at 1? Or this is if he wakes up at 7.30 now because of the time change, then I should put him down at noon? Yes, if he wakes up at his normal time, which is an hour earlier, right? So if he wakes up at 7.30, your nap is going to be at noon. But because I don't want to keep him on a 7.30 noon schedule, right, we're shifting it by 15 minutes. So now it'll be he woke up at 7.30, we're going down at 12.15, right? That's for our sensitive sleepers. Now, the more flexible the child is and the older the child is, the more that you can push that. You can do 30 minutes, you can do a full hour. So something to keep in mind, you know, last night was Halloween for my older kids, you know, I've got twins that are five and a seven-year-old, it's a great night to just stay up an hour later and make that transition already. Now, it's very likely, and it happened for us, that that didn't mean that they slept in an hour, right? In fact, they actually woke up 30 minutes earlier than normal, right? So my kids have been sleeping until 7.30. Um, With the time change, that means they woke up at six o'clock. So we're all not doing well on sleep, okay? We're all overtired today. We're all whatever, whatever. And so tonight, for my older kids, I'm not pushing them. You know, we just talked about this in the last segment. I'm not going to push them their bedtime 15 minutes later. I'm just going to put them to bed, you know, on time, which will be one hour earlier. Now, this, this now is the moment that they may sleep in the next morning because I'm I'm compensating with that early bedtime and they're more likely to sleep in if they go to bed early. So I'm now compensating Sunday night, Monday, they might sleep in. Let's say they do, let's say they sleep in 30 minutes past their biological time, which put them, puts them at a 7am wake up. Okay, great. I just shifted them by 30 minutes. So now Monday night, I'm going to do a bedtime um, biologically 30 minutes later than normal or you know, 30 minutes earlier by the clock. So if they normally go to bed at eight o'clock, which is what my kids are doing right now, the time change is going to put them at seven, right? Biologically, they're ready for bed at seven, but because of their 30 minute sleep in this morning, I'm going to push that to 7.30. Okay. So the theory is eventually by Friday night, (laughs) you'll be back on schedule to where they're waking up at eight and going to bed at eight or whatever their schedule is. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly how it works. And, and again, the more the sensitive sleepers are the ones that are going to struggle with this. Essentially, you're balancing this act of pushing the, these awake times, shifting it with any sign that they're struggling and they're getting overtired. You're kind of pulling back and saying, okay, I don't have to push you anymore. Let's get well rested again. Mm. Push you. So, so sometimes you can make a 15 minute change every day, right? You make a 15 minute change Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're on track that you go. Sometimes, you know, you might do two 30-minute change, 
two 30 minute changes and by Monday night, you're good to go. But you might have a child where you do one 15 minute change and you've got to kind of hold that for two or three days to get them, you know, settled in. I've worked with parents of, of babies where they're that sensitive, that 15 minutes does a short nap, it makes them cranky, they have a hard time with bedtime. So you kind of like just pause, you pause and you just try to honor those wake windows and get them back on track. Yeah, Marietta Paxson is a baby sleep expert with littledreamers.us is her website. Okay, Marietta, so I my ultimate goal is to move bedtime earlier for my kids with the time change because we've been creeping on 8.30, 9 o'clock bedtimes with the pandemic, and that does not work for me with the only time I get to myself at night. So I, with the time change, I'm hoping the natural, like it gets dark earlier. I can actually make a seven 30 bedtime, eight, like in bed by eight o'clock asleep by eight 30 for my kids bedtime. Is that, is this a good time oh. to do that? Yes. This is such a great time to do that. And that is exactly where we're at too. My older kids, like we had soccer season and then I just kept things late because I knew the time change was coming. So honestly, um, if you're, if you want to change, if you want to keep this schedule the same so that they're going to bed early, right? This is what you want to do. You have to remember that for a child, they, they often, um, yeah, we'll say, we'll say they don't know how to read the clock, right? They don't know what time it is. All they know is their system and their routines. They wake up, we eat breakfast, we do this, we take a nap, we eat lunch. Like they know their routines, they know what happens. So a lot of times when we try to, okay, let's do this earlier, earlier up in the morning and earlier to bed. I, I love the routine we have. We just want to shift it a little earlier. What ends up happening is they adjust anyways on their own. Why? Because we don't change the rest of our routines throughout the day. So here's a couple tips that you can do to help that routine. Okay. So I'll use, it's a little embarrassing. I'm going to use myself as an example. And it's a little embarrassing because we have not been morning people over here. And sometimes we are okay. Sometimes we are, but this is a mom shaming zone free here, Marietta. So you're fine. If you sleep until 10 AM, I am not judging you, (laughs) Which, which I'm sure there will be moms out there. Like, what is she worried about? Okay. So we have been sleeping in until 7.30 and that has gradually shifted to like eight. Like I got, I got up and got my little baby out of bed this morning and came down at like eight o'clock, which is late. We enjoy our mornings together. And so by eight o'clock, my husband just has to leave when we don't have a lot of time together, but I haven't pushed it because of the time change. So my, what we do in the morning, our routine is to get up at 7.30. We have scriptures and then we do breakfast and then go on with our day. And then my husband goes to work and, you know, we start doing whatever. So, so here's the tip. Here's your trick. Now my kids are going to wake up at, you know, instead of seven 30, it's going to be six 30, which I am like on board with. Let's do it. Let's get up at six 30, six 30 to seven. Right. Okay. So we need to kind of ignore the clock and just rhythmically follow our day. We're going to all get up. We're going to have scriptures like we normally do. We're going to eat breakfast. Now, breakfast by the clock is going to be earlier because we're just following this rhythm. That's what you want to do is move breakfast earlier. Now, breakfast is the easy one. It's lunch and dinner that get hard. Okay, so if you want an earlier bedtime, you need to also mentally prepare for an earlier dinner, earlier lunch. Okay, what is that going to look like for you? Okay, can we do that? Do we need just a 30-minute change because that's going to be too hard, you know, at night? Or what can we do? 
Um, that's just something to consider because if we if we try and shift sleep but keep meals at the same time, they usually transition anyways. Their sleep usually transitions to kind of adjust to their their meal times. So we kind of want to, as best as we can, shift kind of the whole day. Yeah, and it kind of means that like lunch could be at like 11, 1130 and dinner could be at five instead of yeah. one and seven. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, so yeah, just be cognizant of that. And you may be able to, you know, make these little adjustments or shift it here or there, but that's typically the biggest thing I see when parents are like, sweet. This happens a lot in the spring when, when parents want their child to sleep in, right. And we spring forward. So it's like, sweet, they're not going to be waking at six. They're going to wake at seven. That's going to be so awesome. And it's like, well, then you all, you have to shift your meals too. You've got to shift these these moments, you know, with the child for sure. Yeah. Marietta Paxson is a baby sleep expert. Littledreamers.us is her website. I am learning so much, Marietta, and I'm really excited to Im- implement some of these ter- these tips. I'm hoping for a 7 p.m. bedtime tonight. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll take a break. More with Marietta when we come back on The Mom Show. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're all surviving the time change. I'm joined right now by a baby sleep expert, Marietta Paxson. She is with Little Dreamers. LittleDreamers.us is her website. She's got free guides up there to getting your kids to sleep. So I highly recommend visiting that site. Um, Marietta, I'm curious, this wasn't, I didn't ask you about this topic, but I'm curious how you feel about daylight saving time, daylight saving time. Is that what we call it? (laughs) I'm, I'm curious if you're one of these, like we need to get rid of it or if it's okay with you. Cause it's kind of, you know, it could get you clients, right? People who are struggling. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I guess from a business perspective, it's probably good for me from a personal perspective, I am all about getting rid of it. And I, I actually don't, I don't even want, some people want to get rid of it, but stay on the daylight saving time. And I don't even want that. I like, I like it to be light in the morning and I like it to get dark earlier. So I, I'm sure I'll never get my wish, but that's where I stand. Yeah. I think our state legislature has been fighting over this for years. So we'll see if it ever changes, but still waiting for the change. Yeah. Okay, so Marietta, we've been talking about tips and tricks today to get your kids back on a schedule if time change messes them up. And so I'd invite anyone to go podcast this episode wherever you podcast or search for the KSL Mom Show. You can listen to all Marietta's tips and tricks. Um, but so you suggest sort of this kind of like gradual shift in, in, uh, getting kids back on schedule. This presumes that they're well rested. It presumes they're not sick. It presumes they've got nothing else going on. That's kind of like impacting their sleep right now, where you can really just focus on this schedule. What else do you suggest for parents who, uh, whose kids sleep is off right now because of this time change? Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the sickness because yeah, anything that is going to disrupt it, then focus on that first. Good, good point. Okay. But a, a huge tip that I want to make sure that I mention is just the importance of sunlight, natural light, or artificial light. So the best time to use light is when your child would normally be asleep. So if you're, you know, if you're delaying la- laps, if you're de- delaying naps, that's when we want to use light or at bedtime, you know, if you're, maybe you're doing a fast, fast transition, your child normally, 
you know, is, is, is asleep and we're trying to keep them up an extra hour, that's a great time to use natural light if the sun's still out um, or artificial light. And the reason why is because um, the, the thing that tells our body whether or not to produce melatonin is light. So if your child, you know, is going to sleep at seven o'clock and it's dark and their body is in the, the routine, the pattern of producing melatonin at seven o'clock, we want to tell the body to stop producing melatonin at seven o'clock, right? Because now it's only six o'clock. So we want to get our bodies into the light so that it stops the production of melatonin. Okay. So for that, especially, I mean, any time during the day is great to get sunlight for your children. They'll sleep better when they have sunlight during awake hours. But especially with this time change, if I can get some some light, you know, for that hour or however much time that they would normally be asleep and then and then put them down um, to sleep, it will help their bodies shift because it will delay that production of melatonin and then then it will produce melatonin when we actually need it. So your sunlight is huge so important for this shift okay so is this just like keeping the lights on in the house or do you need like a special light or what are you talking about here i mean best your best light is going to be sunlight absolutely best now sunlight i realize is not always a possibility or maybe it's too cold or something like that right so if you can open your windows at the very least if you can at the very most you're gonna you know go outside for a walk before bed you know it's a great idea um but they, the science has said that any light, artificial light, not anything special, just turn your lights on in your home, turn all the lights on, can be just as effective. Um, so yeah, any light is really going to be effective for this. Okay. Although I will, I will put my butt in there. Here's my butt. But that does not mean screens. I know screens are light, <laughs> but those will inhibit melatonin production, you know, past the time that you want your child to go to sleep. So try to avoid those lights two to three hours before bedtime. Marietta, stop judging me, okay? My kid watches TV before bed every night. No judging, remember, no judging. I'm relaying only the facts and and then yes, thank you. We all do it right. at one point or another, right? And, and really, like, if it's working, it's working, and I want to stress about it. But if you if you are noticing, like, wow, bedtime is such a struggle. Like, how can we make this easier? You know, that's something that I would look at changing if, if you do. Okay, really good advice. Marietta Paxson, littledreamers.us is your website. Marietta, what courses are you offering parents right now, and what can they get uh, by working with you? Okay, well, first, if you need more information on this time change, I have a guide you can go purchase it on my website for five bucks, but if you subscribe, um, I'll, I'm happy to give you a code and you can just snag it for free. So um, I'm collecting, I'm just collecting emails through Instagram. So come find me at Instagram. It's at littledreamers.us and we'll hook you up with that guide. Um, but I'm always, always helping parents with um, sleep training is probably one of my biggest things. So if you are interested in helping your child to fall asleep independent from, you know, mom holding them, rocking, nursing bottle, whatever it is, if you want bedtime to be smoother, easier, then I'm always helping parents with that. And I have guides on sale on my website. I also work with parents um, to custom any help. So I'll do consultations with you or even tech support, which is very popular. Tech support is super helpful because you get it for say two weeks 
and you're really getting that day-to-day -day support to know what to do and how to respond and get you through those tough moments. Yeah, hiring a sleep expert might be the best thing you've ever invested in. So I'm just saying, littledreamers.us. Marietta Paxson, thank you so much for joining me today on The Mom Show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And we'll be back next week.